1: welcome back lady listeners
0: welcome back lady listeners you are here for the second installment of Cole by olivia sinclair and we're gonna play that for you in just a little bit but we're gonna talk before then and i'm sorry but you're gonna have to listen or you can fast forward but please don't because we love you (laughs) what's going on with britney spears
1: (sighs) listen i'm
0: worried i'm really worried (laughs) Because and this, you know, I know we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but I actually, you know what? I don't know. Did you see the dedication inside the paperbacks of for the Read Me Romance books this year? No, what did you put? And the dedication I put for the Read Me Romance podcast. Thank you for letting us talk about Britney. I Owen Books. <laughs> Owen Romance too. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, but um I haven't seen anything in the
1: past day or two.
0: So, what bothers me is, like, okay, so she got her conservatorship, which I I believe she should be out of. And it bothers me because, like, she should be free to do whatever she wants. But it's almost like she's under a microscope right now. It's like people are waiting for her to fuck up. Or they're waiting to call her
1: crazy. Or they're, you know, it's like... I don't know, because I feel like I'm on the other end where... I'm just watching her own Instagram, which some people yes. say that she doesn't even control
2: yes. that it's fake,
1: that she's still being managed. And you can't even say anything in her Reddit groups. Why? Because they were, you can only say positive things in the Reddit groups or they will jump all over you. Okay. And they'll kick you out. So, you can't even make a comment of like, hey, guys, you think maybe that was a little off or that was nothing. Mm -hmm. So, it's like you either have to be in the cult or not in the cult. Yeah. There is no in between with some of these Mm -hmm. spaces.
0: Well, you know, and I get it because her, her behavior is erratic. I just think like, just you know a being devil's advocate looking at her instagram it is erratic behavior some of the things she says don't match up with the videos they don't make sense like to an outsider seeing it we don't really get it but again she should be able to be erratic if she wants to she should be able to do those things that that's what she wants i just worry that like there are still people around her that are waiting to use this behavior against her.
1: I worry that yes, they take everything she says and they're like, this is a clue to this. And she said yeah. like this, because it's yeah. so weird the way they dissect things when, and I could be wrong. I don't want to diagnose anybody. Or, she sounds manic to me, which yeah. is bipolar. Like she's mm-hmm. in a manic episode and you can go in and out of them. But, um, What I worry about is I don't think anybody should have to be on medication if they don't want to be, Mm -hmm. but I also worry about when people slip off their medication, they forget what it was like to be in a better place. Mm -hmm. Like when you're in the dark place, you don't remember how much better it was in periods when you were taking your medication. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not cognate anymore. And it can't become cognitive anymore until you're back on the medication. So it's almost like, I don't want to force her to be on the medications, but I almost want her to be on the medications for a minute.
0: Yeah. To see if and she then, can get it under control. again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, the she said like a her... and then say, I don't like the way I feel on this medication. I don't want to do it. And then everybody can be like, okay,
0: well, wait though. Didn't she say she's never taken, she doesn't take any other, she's only prescribed Prozac. Yeah.
1: That's the now, only thing she's they...
0: prescribed.
1: I think they had her own stuff before. Oh, okay. Okay, I see what you she mean. Didn't yeah, yeah. It. And mm-hmm. they she pulled all of it except like the Prozac.
0: Yeah, I could see. So that I don't too. know what all yeah. it
1: entails with bipolar medicines mm-hmm. and what they would do. Yeah.
0: And well, and maybe she hasn't felt her own self for 15 years. And now she is. And she's like, I feel free when to everybody else she looks manic, you know? Like,
1: they say that mm. a manic episode. Is almost like a high
0: yeah i can see it
1: and as you have like it. full
0: full focus like full control you know mm-hmm. you're not sort of numb and in, in, in any part of your body anymore
1: the, and yeah, yeah that's the only way i can i think were we talking about it? i said i think of it as what i had a bad panic attack like months and months ago mm-hmm. they dose me with Xanax to get me to come down. Mm-hmm. And I had to take like three hits a day to get this humming in my body to go down. I finally slept didn't slept in like four or five days mm-hmm. and I hated it. I hated taking the medicine, even though I knew I needed it. And I was only going to be it for a short time period mm-hmm. that heaviness on my brain and my body that I would feel. That's what I try to think of myself that she might feel when she takes her medication. Yeah, because I'm like I would hate if I had to do that all the time. Because I don't yeah. like the way it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. It like makes my brain feel heavy. Yeah, and I don't give a shit about nothing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I can I don't see know about it. A psychologist, but I can only tell you from like my vantage point of when mm-hmm. I've been put on medication, I didn't necessarily want to be on, but knew I needed it for the moment. And
0: well, I feel bad because like. You know, there was a fan that reported, like, that did a welfare check that called the police to do a welfare check on her. And they said somebody answered the door and she was fine, but they wouldn't, the police wouldn't say anything beyond that, that everything was okay. Because there was, like, an erratic fan that was like, no, she, her Instagram is being taken over, like, that kind of thing. like, it's like, it's not her, she's not well, somebody needs to, and the police went and checked. And then after that, TMZ wrote that story about her family giving her an intervention and then being like, oh, it didn't happen. Like, Brittany found out about it. She's at her manager's house right now, like, blah, 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 or something. And that's when Brittany made the video where she's like, guys, I'm fine. I don't have anybody else. I'm okay. I'm here. Like, just leave
1: me alone, you know? She's, I just know she's taken a few jabs at Sam her husband, and she hasn't done that before. That's new. So what I suspect is happening Mm -hmm. is, well, I've never been a huge Sam fan, but that was because of who he was before. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that he has always kind of contained her, Mm -hmm. and now it's getting a little bit out of control, and he's trying to contain her more, or push back against it to get it back together. Mm -hmm. And She's feeling the push. She's realizing that he's been kind of containing it. Yeah. And now she's getting mad Mm
0: -hmm. at him
1: for that. I don't think he's doing it in a mean way. Yeah. I actually think that he's probably been, we should probably give him more kudos than I've been willing to give before now.
0: Yeah. That he's like being compassionate, kind of like just letting her live. I don't know. I mean, like I said, nobody will ever know what goes on. Except for Brittany. Yeah.
1: I just, the one thing that really caught me off guard was when they went back and they asked that. Remember when she was engaged to that one guy mm-hmm. a long time ago? He was like, uh, Yeah, that like, for tar- he was like yeah, super whatever. sick, like a super sane popular oh, showbiz. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. He like, I can't remember what he did. Like, he was an agent or something. He was well known for something like that. And he, yeah. they dated and got engaged for a few years and then they broke up. hmm. And he alluded to the fact when they kind of asked him about it again. He didn't say much that he kind of said the conservatorship was needed.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was like, shit.
0: I know, right? So I don't, poor Brittany. I just wanted to check in,
1: see if we had anything new i don't, I don't have anything new except <laughs> there's them. a lot of britney
0: podcasts out there but i don't want to like i don't want to hear about like crazy fan theories and stuff i just want that like
1: crazy theories yeah man. because it's, it's like, the people yeah. like the
0: reddit post you're talking about where there are fans who are insane when it's like i just want her to live her life and if that's twirling in videos on instagram then so be it but literally leave britney alone <laughs> you know <laughs> But um, then I'm
1: like, does she want to be left alone? Because I mean, I, she, mean, it, I, I like to be left alone. Do you see me all over Instagram? <laughs> you know what? That's a fair point. <laughs> no. yeah, People that want to be left alone are all over Instagram and You know, she's
0: also been conditioned her whole life to be in the public eye. Yeah. So she probably has a hard time not doing those things, still not performing in some way. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm ready for her to go on tour or do something like that. I I would totally go to a concert. hundred percent. I would go.
1: and be like, I hope she shows up. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'd be like, this is going to be the day up, we'll know if she's there. (laughs) Yeah, the day up. We'll just wait and see.
0: Fingers crossed if she comes through or not. But, you know, I mentioned that too because I've seen people going crazy about Beyonce tickets like trying to get to Beyonce shows and I like Beyonce, but I'm not trying to fight nobody for a ticket. Like I'm not getting in front of anybody. You want her ticket. You're a bigger fan than me. Go for it. I'm not going to get in anybody's way on this one. Um, but I did see the way that the ticket master is set up in the UK. Have you seen this?
1: I've only heard in here. I heard that they were actually, they were like, no, the ticket prices were set at $2,000. I
0: was like, Whoa. So that's here. They're insane. So there was a lady I saw um, that's going to Beyonce that is going to see her in London. She lives in Kentucky. She said it was cheaper for her to get a ticket, fly to London, stay Mm -hmm. there for a week and see her than it was for her to buy a ticket to see her in her own state. And I was like, fuck off. And it's because the Ticketmaster in the UK has regulations on it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You cannot charge more than for resale. You cannot charge more than the exact amount you paid that includes taxes and fees. You cannot sell your ticket for more than that if you buy it. Yeah, And you can only list it on a secondary website like StubHub. You can Mm -hmm. only list it on there two days before the event. So, like, you can't buy all these tickets, jack up the price, and sell them, like, months in advance. You can't do it over there. So, it's, like, only fans go to these shows. Yep. And so, I like that so much. and and, But that's, like, their government regulated this.
1: Yeah. I'm, like, it's
0: a shame that we don't have something like that here where most of these artists perform. Because it's not the artists that are getting these tickets. Not all of them, anyways. Yeah. But, like, so, I had tickets to see Adele. You know, my friend and I were supposed to go in March to see her, and the tickets were like—I think they were like four or five hundred dollars a piece. They were like pricey, and we got them. She somehow like had a code to get into her room to buy these tickets like early or whatever. But we—I mean, we bought these in October or no, in August, I think August, September, whenever they went. We we're going to go to Vegas and see it, but. We we checked flights and hotels every week up until after December. And it was so fucking expensive. It was, it was going to end up being over two grand a piece, not with the tickets for us to go out to this place. For us, our flights were like Vegas. Yes. Our flights were over $700 for us to go out there and come back because there's only one other flight that's cheaper that you can take and you get you, you take a red off from Vegas, you leave at like midnight and you get here at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so like that was the only other way to do it. And the airport's an hour from my house, too. So it's not like I just land and get out of the car. It's like, no, I'm going to land at 5 a.m. And then I have to drive an hour home or or you can go three hours away to another airport to get a cheaper flight. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fly in at 5 a.m. and then drive three hours. It's mm-hmm. cheaper. Like there was just no great. There was no good flight option that was like less than it was like six forty something. There was nothing less than that, and so for each of us to go, and then it was like the hotels when we we're there everywhere on the strip was crazy expensive, and I was like, all right, well let's stay off the strip. Let's go, you know, down to old Vegas. Let's go look at other places. And it was like, all right, but the concerts here, so we're gonna be like riding around here. If you think about like cabs and shit, like getting back and forth all night because. You have to take cabs from the hotels and shit like that. So, yeah. you know, the hotels are kind of pushy. And it just was like, once we added it all up, I was like, we could literally go on a cruise <laughs> or something, you know, for yeah. what we're about to spend on the show. And it's like, as much as I really want to see Adele, it's like, that's, that's outrageous. I wouldn't, I cannot it's, justify that.
1: It's definitely outrageous if you're not a Vegas person too. Yes.
0: And I was like, this was for like two days. You know, I mean, it's just, that's, it's outrageous because Vegas is expensive on its own with, I mean, you can get, sometimes you can get deals on hotels or you can get a deal on a flight or whatever. But once you get there, it's like drinks, food, gambling, you're going to blow some money. Yeah. And if you don't love it, like if you're not there to go to Vegas, you know, I mean, it's, that's, that's a, that's a lot of money to drop on a trip. And when I put it like that, when I like, okay, when we were talking, you know, my friend and I were talking, I was like, look, do you really think it's worth two grand to see to see Adele? And it was like, oh, not really. (laughs) You know, when you
1: put it like that, you're like, oh, yeah.
0: Where it's like I love her. You know, I think I think think the tickets were around four hundred dollars. I can't remember. But we ended up we sold the tickets on StubHub and we sold them for what we paid for them like essentially we walked away with even money because i said to her i said to her i was like look i don't care as long as i get my money back on the tickets like i'm not trying to like make bank on this because i think it's fucked up that people do that shit i would rather sell these tickets for what we paid for them and somebody be able to that is a fan that can go and it was funny like the the person that bought them had the same name as my friend Like, it was, like, the same name. I was like, oh, that's kind of, like, meant to be. And I think, you know, that it was whatever. But, you know, I just, like, that blew my mind when when the lady was talking about being able to go to London for what it would have cost that. And I'm like, I can see that, you know, for, for as expensive as those tickets. And we got cheap tickets to see Adele. Those were yeah. cheap ones. Those
1: were cheap compared to what I've heard from oh, other people.
0: Oh, fuck yes. Like, decent tickets were, like, yeah, they were, like, over $1,000 for a decent yeah. ticket. I mean. It's insane. No. And, like, I love a lot of artists, and I enjoy music, and I really would love to see Adele someday. But if I don't, it's not the end of the world. Like, I'm still going to hear music. I, I think, think it- It'll be a fun experience to go see it.
1: But. I think Ticketmaster's in trouble. Well, they fucking should be for this shit.
0: Like it's,
1: I always it's, think it takes, I think we talked about it last week when we we're talking about Amazon, somebody having to sue. Customers have to sue.
0: Yes. Yeah. We and talked you know about what? that on last Thursday's episode. And yeah. you know
1: what I actually thought about? It randomly popped in my head. I was like, Amazon kicks people out of Kindle Unlimited, right? Yeah. And some people sign up. For certain authors, Mm -hmm. I bet a team, I don't know how, what do they call it when a group of people get together to sue something? Street team?
0: Oh, well, a class action.
1: A (laughs) class action lawsuit. You can make a class action lawsuit against Amazon that they signed up for this program. You kick these authors out of that program and you've paid for all, you've had to pay for all these books now. Yeah. Yeah. So they want their money back for those books that they've purchased.
0: You know, I was so pissed off earlier today and I told I texted you about this. I was pissed off because when someone uploaded uh, Alexa books to Amazon, they put someone pirated Alexa Riley books and uploaded them into Kindle Unlimited. Those like the way Kindle Unlimited works, an author only gets paid every three months for those books. So like if I bought that book today, the author wouldn't get paid for three months for that book that I bought today. Cause Amazon will withhold for three months and then you'll be paid every month after that. But it's always for the previous three months. So I saw, you know, we reported the books. I downloaded one cause I was like, what the fuck is this? I downloaded one. I bought it. It was 499. So I got it. I go through and I see like, Oh yeah, this is a parody copy. It's fucked up. Like whatever the it's format. Yeah. Yeah. So we had reported it and Amazon takes down the book and I go to ref- to return the book mm-hmm. and Amazon says this book is not returnable. And I'm like Amazon got my 4.99. I know that author's not going to get it cuz you shut yeah. that account down. Yep. Who's going to get this money? This money's going in Amazon's pocket on a pirated book that yeah. has my name on it. Like that shit made me so mad when I realized that this morning. And I couldn't return it. I was so pissed off. I was on my desktop and I immediately went to the Amazon chat. I was like, I want my money back. This is a pirated book. You took the money. Where is it? <sighs> and they were like, let me look into this. I said, you can look into it, but I want my money back. And they were like, okay, here you go. And like, they immediately sent an email that was like, you've been refunded $5. And I hadn't even 30. thought about that
1: though before. Right. That nobody I, gets that money because they're not going to send it to the author that
0: I I no, and they're not going to send it to the legitimate author.
1: Apple isn't either.
0: Nope. Apple's so it's over like, their pocket in those pirated so,
1: books that people are going to out of KU
0: for. Yep, and so I'm sitting there thinking, what incentive does Amazon have to kick these pirated books out any sooner than, than three months? None. Because all they do is sit back and collect that money... While those books stay up there until they're eventually reported and then they're kicked out, then Amazon takes it home. Yeah. That money just sits there and builds and builds until somebody reports it. And then my money stays in Amazon's pocket. That's why I was like, I feel like when books are pirated like that, when books are taken down, there should be refunds made. Why is there not, why are there not refunds being issued? Yeah. For shit like that. I don't know. That really pissed me off, though, when I thought about it. I was like, that's kind of fucked up. Hmm. Speaking of books, hold on. I got a lady listener email I want to read real quick because it was really funny. <laughs> Somebody sent it the other. Oh, and this is a quick one, too. This says, um, this says dry January question mark. My friend said, are you participating in dry January? Me? Well, not willingly, but the Read Me Romance podcast is on a break until February. So, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Miss you, ladies.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: It was so good. That one made me giggle. I loved it. <laughs> All right. This one is from Summer. She says, Have you heard of this? I don't know if you want to read this or just giggle and move on, but attached is a picture of a cover off of Amazon. It's available in Kindle Unlimited. It's called, hold on. The name of the book is Well, Wet Hot Allosaurus Summer. It is. A dinosaur romance
1: yeah have you seen this one um there's a guy that does um he did like one of trump one time no this
0: is a woman this is lola faust f-a-u-s-t i just texted text you the cover i'll show you guys right here on the um on the the video can you see that okay
1: He's yeah, like, no, I've seen he's this. Like kind he's like, he's holding before. the woman. Yeah.
0: I've seen this one. I've seen these type of books before, but I saw it on there and it just made me giggle because she says, um, she was like, what the what? Wet, hot Allosaurus Summer by Lola Foss. This is the book bio. Tannis was a simple country girl, desperate to escape life on the farm. Big Al was everything she was lusting for, a sexy bad boy carnosaur from the wrong side of the food chain. Would their forbidden love tear her family or her flesh apart? There's an entire subgenre. This isn't the only one. I kid you not. Lots of love, Summer.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. There's like a whole, I've seen it before. There's like, especially on Smash Smashwords.
0: Yes. I love it. I just, she sent that in and I was like, I have to share. That's great. So if you want something freakishly out there and just fun to read, why not? Why not give it a little giggle? Alright, let's talk about um, Miss Olivia Sinclair and all her good stuff. Um, you're about to hear the second installment of Cole. And this book is connected to her Mountain Men series. Um, this is the first one. There's six other stories in total. Um, she also has a brand new release called Awkward Secrets, which is the third in her Surrender to Fate series. And then um, she's got a book on sale, Finding Alexi. That's 99 cents right now, available on all platforms, not just Amazon. So if you're reading Kobo, which is a great um, program, by the way, they have like Kindle Unlimited there, but all the books are not like exclusive to Kobo. So that's really great if you're on there. You can check it out um, and also sign up for her newsletter. Um, she has a she's doing weekly installments of a book right now called her billionaire beast and you're going to get it um, in weekly installments to the newsletter uh, before it's released. So make sure you check that out. And then um, all of her stuff will be down in the show notes. Uh, so you can check after you listen to the second <laughs> installment. So I think that's everything. I know this a lot, but she sent us a ton of stuff and I want to make sure to share it.
1: It'll all be in the show notes for you guys.
0: Okay, great. Perfect.
1: So
2: maybe we should send them in. We'll see you will See you guys on the other side. Bye. Chapter four. Emma. Wow. Either I got way colder than I thought yesterday, or I've led a very sheltered life. Honestly, it's probably both. I had no idea places like this existed. And every guy we passed has been fit and good looking. Not as cute as Cole, of course. Nobody else has the same glint in their eye that makes me want to snuggle. I'm shaking my head as Cole shows me the veg patch and the cabin where they stash their Costco haul. Yeah, these mean tough seals buy in bulk. Clearly they can all survive just fine on their own, but they've chosen to keep some of the good aspects of being a team where it suits them, like running a business and apparently in Evan's case, cooking. Before I know it, we're back at Cole's cute cabin and he's showing me how to safely add wood to the fire. He spends 20 minutes bringing in enough firewood so I won't have to go outside while he's gone. I sit down on the bed and watch. This is much better entertainment than anything on TV. After the third trip, Cole strips off his flannel shirt and proceeds to haul in half a wheelbarrow of cut firewood in one go. The muscles in his arms and back are delicious, and I thought I saw him smirk when he glanced over at me. Then he makes me lunch, chili from a can this time with some sourdough bread he keeps in an old-fashioned bread tin. I make him show me how he does the dishes, but he won't let me lift the kettle of hot water off the stove. In the end, he washes and I dry. I convince him to do a little snuggling in the rocking chair when the dishes are put away under the guise of getting to know each other better. Maybe I'm a slut because I want to touch him for days. He holds me tight against him like he's worried I'm going to fall off his lap and lets me do a little exploring of his rather magnificent abs. He never did put his shirt back on, and possibly he was showing off just a little. I sigh as I lean in and lightly tongue a flat male nipple. He jerks and his fingers dig into my thigh. Fuck, Emma, take it easy. I have to head out in twenty minutes. Don't start something we can't finish. I pout. What time will you be back? When we're done. Usually takes three to four hours. We vary the time of patrol so there's no set pattern. And you'll be careful? He leans down and kisses me firmly. I'll be very careful, now that I've got something as sweet as you to come home to. I push my hand down on his shoulder, trying to get better leverage to reach his mouth, but he tickles me instead. Brazen hussy, he says fondly. I've always wanted to be one of those, I confess. He bursts out laughing. As a bucket list item or a life goal? Not sure. It's one of those titles that has to be bestowed by someone else, doesn't it? I go back to kissing the parts of him that I can reach. You do realize that if I'm going to stay here for any length of time, I'll have to go back to my apartment to get my computer and clothes and stuff. I can take you in a couple of days. Does that work? Perfect. You haven't changed your mind, have you? Not a chance. And I intend to prove that to you when I get back tonight. Cole picks me up and sets me on my feet, rising smoothly from the rocking chair. He reaches for his shirt, and I sigh in disappointment. So you have plenty of firewood. You know how to use the backup radio if there's a problem, and you promise to heat some more soup for dinner? I'll probably just wait for you, I confess. He frowns. I'd rather you ate. I can make a sandwich if I'm late back. I reach up and kiss his jaw. I promise I'll eat something. Good. Anything else you need? Just you. He kisses me again, hard and long enough for me to get lost in it, until he steps back, his hands lingering as if he's reluctant to leave. Then his radio crackles and he heads out the door with a wave. I latch it behind him as he showed me how to do. There's not much human threat, but there are curious hungry bears and raccoons. I go over to his bookcase and study the selection. Books tell you a lot about a person, and Cole definitely has eclectic tastes. There's quite a bit of sci-fi, some true classics like Herodotus, the complete works of Shakespeare, and some how-to books on building solar panels and other off-the-grid energy. Huh, maybe hot water isn't that far away after all. I grab one of the sci-fi books and take it back to the bed where I pile up the pillows and pull the top duvet over me. I'm somewhere in Chapter 5 when my eyelids won't stay open and I finally give up and put the book down, curling onto my side. Cole. My heart is in my throat as I approach my cabin, still wearing the night vision goggles from patrol. The entire place is dark. That was normal before Emma arrived, but it shouldn't be dark now. Is she okay? Did she hurt herself? I speed up my approach, practically jumping the stairs to get to the door. It's still latched from the inside, which means I'm going to have to go in through a window. Common Sense briefly takes hold in a knock on the door before breaking glass. I take a huge breath in and sag with relief when Emma answers. Cole, is that you? Yes, can you let me in, or do I need to break a window? Good God, don't do that. Can you keep talking so I can follow your voice? I can't see anything. Okay, take your time, sweetness. Don't rush it. Fuck, what the hell happened? I'm back to worrying again, but I try to keep it out of my voice. Finally, she lifts the security bar and opens the door, and I grab her. Emma, you okay? I'm patting her down, trying to feel for any injuries. I'm fine, Colt, just stupid. I frown. Don't talk about my girl like that. Let's get you back inside. I pick her up and carry her into the cabin. It's dark as hell in here, so I set her on the bed until I can get a light going. I grab the matches out of the drawer and light the nearest kerosene lamp. Once its glow is steady, I finally take my equipment off and look over at Emma, you sure you're okay? Much better now, she says softly. I fell asleep reading. When I woke up, which honestly wasn't that long ago, the fire was out and it was dark. I couldn't see anything to find where you kept the matches, and I don't know any of it well enough to do it by touch anyway. I sag down on the bed next to her and pull her close again. I need to feel her. Thank fuck. I was worried when I saw everything was dark. Worried you might have hit your head or something, so I guess that means you didn't eat. Are you starving? Getting hungry. I was more worried about you. Told you, sweetness. Nothing to worry about. Let me get out of all of this and I'll fix us something. Stay under the covers until I get the fire going again, okay? It's not that cold out, Cole. I'm fine. I frown again. She's delicate. Not a frail flower, but she's used to civilization. I'm going to need to figure out a power source ASAP, or I'm going to go gray before I hit 31 for Mori. Guess solar panels just moved ahead of the sauna. Well, I was meaning to get to it eventually, anyway. Now I have an incentive. I'm getting you electric lights before winter sets in, babe. I promise her. You don't have to do that. Assuming I'm still here, I'll have learned where everything is by then. You'll be here, I growl. And if I have my way about it, you'll be pregnant by then, too. I watch in delight as her cheeks flush and her eyes go straight to my cock. Then you'd better get busy expanding this cabin because I don't see room for a baby. She snaps back. I grin because she didn't say no. I'll get right on that sweetness. Now what do you want for dinner? There's more chicken noodle, or I can make you my Nana's eggs and tomato sauce. Ooh, that sounds different, but not if you have to go out again. Nah, I got everything for that right here. I grab a pan and open a small tin of tomato sauce. It's not as good as what's in the big freezer, but it will do once I've added some spices. While it heats, I prep a tray of garlic bread slices and slide that into the warming oven. Then I crack six eggs into the sauce and carefully ladle the hot tomato goodness over the yolks so they don't break. Don't the eggs need to be refrigerated? Emma asks with concern. City girl, these were laid yesterday. What you buy in the store has been moving around for days, maybe weeks. So no, these don't need to be. I dish up the eggs and sauce, adding garlic bread to each plate and hand one of them to Emma. Yum, this is so good, she mumbles around a slice of bread. But now I'm going to have garlic bread. Matches mine, then. Hey, do you want a bath before bed? There's time if I get the hot water started now. Yes, please. She sighs with relief. And I kind of feel bad for not thinking of it earlier. I'm used to taking a quick cold shower. Gets the blood going. But girls are different. I fill the big pots I keep around and put them on the stove, then set about tidying up the cabin. Not that it's messy, but it's not big enough to have anything out, particularly with two people moving about the place. When the water is boiling, I carry the big pots into the bathroom and empty them into the tub. Then I start the cold water. This is the tricky part of the operation, to get the overall mix just right and not so cold that it wasn't worth heating the water in the first place. It's why I don't bother most of the time. But Emma deserves a nice soak after the last few days. Em, come in here and tell me if it's close to where you like it. She peeks into the small bathroom and gingerly sticks a hand in. That seems perfect. Okay, I'll get out of your way. I suggest leaving the door open so you get some of the heat from the fire, but it's up to you. She blushes again, and I lean down for a quick kiss. I'm definitely planning on seeing it all up close and personal later, sweetness. She hides her face in my shirt and then pushes me out of the bathroom. I notice she leaves the door open, though. Chapter 5 Emma Oh my god, this bath feels so good. I didn't realize how grungy and sore I was from my adventures yesterday until I'm lying here loose and relaxed in the tub. I'm watching Cole's muscles bunch as he lifted those big pots of hot water. It had my ovary spontaneously combusting, I swear. I dunk under the water to get my hair wet so I can wash it. If it wasn't for the whole breathing thing, I could stay right here. Except then I wouldn't get to have sex with Cole. And I'm really looking forward to that. Suddenly I'm in a hurry to get out of the tub. I wash my hair and scrub all my bits as best I can with a washcloth and an old-fashioned barb soap. When was the last time I took a proper bath like this? I think I was in grade school. I push myself up to my feet and hear a groan from the other room. Watching, Izzy. I bend over to let the water out and step out of the tub. I'd make more of a show of it, but it really is chilly this far from the fire. I wrap myself in the giant towel Cole left out for me and use a smaller hand towel on my hair. I'll finger comb it in front of the fire so it gets mostly dry. I pad out to the main room where Cole is standing, not even trying to pretend that his attention is on anything but me. I like it. A lot. You're gorgeous, Em. Are you sure you're not too tired? Um, I mean... I shush him with a finger to his beautiful lips. I spent the entire afternoon and early evening sleeping or lying around Cole. I want you. I want to feel you inside me in the worst way. Unless you've changed your mind for some reason. But I didn't get that impression. Hell no. I just don't want to scare you off. His smile is self-deprecating. I'm in this for the long game, Em, like forever. I can wait a few days or weeks if it means years with you later. I should hope you're thinking forever if you're planning on getting me pregnant. I walk towards him and let the towel open and drop behind me. You do know how that works, right? I never, ever get to play the femme fatale. I'm enjoying the hell out of it, particularly how Cole's face has gone slack-jawed. Then I'm sailing through the air as he picks me up and dumps me in the middle of the bed. I'm shrieking with laughter as I land in the pile of soft bedding. Now it's my turn to go silent and awe as Cole strips. The flickering light of the lamp and the fire casting elegant shadows on his perfectly sculpted chest and them lower. His cock is huge. My pussy floods in anticipation, and I sit up on my knees so I can see everything. Cole raises an inquiring eyebrow at me, his dark eyes twinkling with humor. Change your mind, princess? Nope. I pop the pee and lick my lips. He grins. My clit throbs with eagerness. I want to stretch out my limbs and bask, but my nerve endings are tight, my breasts full and begging for his attention. I'm holding Cole's gaze as I watch his cock swell with need. He's checking me out, too, the fire in his eyes blazing hotter than the one in the wood stove. I lick my lips in blatant invitation, and he hits his breaking point. His nostrils flare as he kneels on the bed, trapping my legs between his, but not so tightly that he can't find my pussy with his broad hand. He strokes a thick finger up and down, teasing against my entrance, but no further until my hips buck and my legs push against his, trying to spread wider than he'll allow. My toes curl as my body tries to push closer to his. It wants him so badly. I want him, his smile, his kisses, his arms around me in the dark. I want it all, and I'm not afraid to beg. Cole, please. Patience him. How can his voice be so calm? I'm a fucking bundle of fireworks over here with igniting sparks already flying around the room. His smile turns devilish as he starts making increasingly smaller circles around my clit. His touch is delicate, but it's pure torture, I swear. Oh God, I can't take more. Cole! He leans down to press a smiling kiss to my lips. At the same time, he slides that talented finger of his deep into my channel. My pussy sucks on it eagerly, happy to have something to clench, finally. But it's not enough. Blindly, my hand reaches for his cock. He chuckles and I open my eyes. Not until you've come for me, Em be a good girl and you can have my cock as a reward. Why is that so hot? My head moves restlessly on the pillow, my legs still trapped within the narrow confines of his thighs as I submit to his restrictions. A second finger joins the first, then I implode. Coal He keeps stroking smoothly in and out as my body shakes and eventually releases, but I don't fall into relaxed bliss. Instead, those tremors of climax shift and start to escalate again. Finally, Cole moves and I can bring my legs up around his hips where I swear they belong. Such a good girl. He kisses me again and I soak up the love and admiration in his voice like I've been starving for years. Cole. Emma's the most glorious thing I've ever seen. She's spread out before me on my bed, her dark curls reflecting the glow from the fire and the lamp I left lit on the table. She's the true embodiment of Venus. Comfortable in her own body, seductive in her sheer delight of the world around her. And what a body she has. Her generous breasts are the perfect size for my hands. With small, shell-pink nipples I can't wait to taste. But first I need to claim her pussy. Make sure she knows she's mine forever. My cock won't let me wait. It's practically weeping cum after I held back to make sure Em was ready for me. Her body is arching towards me, calling my cock home. I'm going to plant that baby deep inside her tonight, fill her up with my cum until her body recognizes my DNA as part of its own. Living up here in the mountains, I think I've definitely regressed to something more primitive. But maybe we did our ancestors a disservice labeling them savages because I would do anything to protect him, to keep her safe, warm, and most of all happy. I don't think I mean completely selfish thinking she's going to be happier living here in the wilderness than she ever was in the concrete jungle. I hope so, anyway. I guide my cock home, lining it up with her center and push just the head into her warm depths. She gives me the most feminine of little whimpers that has me practically beating my chest with pride. This goddess chose me, chose my cock to plunder her depths and bring her pleasure. "'What on earth are you thinking about, Cole?' she asked dryly while trying to tug my shoulders down. "'Will you fuck me already? "'Please?' I was thinking about how beautiful you are and what a lucky man I am. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe you should wait until after you get lucky to bask in the glow. I laugh and sink a little further into her pussy. She's so damn tight. I'm too breathless to answer as I rock into her, trying to give her time to adjust to my size. Her heels on my ass urge me on, but I bide my time. I'm not hurting her, no matter how many times she asks me for the rush job. Not happening. God, Cole, I'm so full. I kiss the end of her nose with a smirk. Hold on tight, Em. Her laugh fades to a moan as I pull out and thrust back in one single deep stroke. Fuck. That's the idea, babe. Then we're done talking. I couldn't form words if I tried. All my attention is going into not spilling into her like a teenage boy. I want her with me all the way. I can feel by the way her pussy is gripping my cock like a vise that she's close. She gives a mighty spasm around me and I can't hold back any more. Emma rips from my throat as my cum pounds into her, my cock throbbing with the release of pressure. Or it would be. Except Em is squeezing me tighter and tighter as her orgasm spirals into something otherworldly. She's wringing me dry of every last drop and I can't remember ever feeling so connected with anyone. I collapse down on her, careful to keep my weight balanced on my arms but my forehead drops to hers. Both of us damp with sweat. Love you, Em. Love you, too. Her voice is soft and replete, her hands moving in idle patterns on my back, soothing my racing heart and claiming me in her own way. Are all seals like you? I huff a laugh. Why are you asking? And how would I know? She giggles. I guess that's an unanswerable question, isn't it? Well, I'm plenty happy with the one right here. Better believe it. I take a few more minutes to relish the sensation of being fully joined with Emma. Then I pull out and get out of bed, smiling slightly at her pout. Can't leave the lamp, sweetness, and I should get you a washcloth before we go to sleep. Can't we? If you're still awake by the time I'm done, you can have whatever you want. If not, it will keep until morning, I promise, I add in response to her frown. I grab a washcloth from the bathroom, wet it under the tap and hold it in front of the stove until it's no longer ice cold. I gently wash my seed from Emma's creamy thighs. I like seeing it there, but I don't want her to be uncomfortable. I toss the washcloth back into the sink, blow out the lamp, and straighten out the pile of blankets over Emma before crawling under them to join her. As I suspected, she's more than halfway asleep. She nestles into my arms with a satisfied murmur, bordering on a purr, and I take a minute to thank the fates that brought her to me. Chapter 6 I wake up to utter bliss. I'm disoriented for a moment, but well aware that I feel good, really good, and I'm happy. Then I hear a soft giggle and realize that Emma isn't stretched out beside me. She's burrowed under the covers and is, oh Jesus, taking my cock into her hot little mouth. My nose is cold. The room has that early morning chill since the fire is banked and I haven't gotten up yet to bring it to life for the day. But the rest of me is heating up fast. I watch the bump in the blankets move up and down while I feel Em's lips on me. It's like an X-rated version of blindly feeling around in my Christmas stocking, and I fucking love it. Babe? Hmm? Her voice is muffled by all the bedding, but what I can hear sounds cheerful. I'm a little worried about your oxygen levels under there. I feel her moving around next to me, and then her head pops up back in the open. Seriously? I was having fun. So was I. But I do like your breathing. I'll put some wood on the fire, and while the room warms up, I'll make sure your morning starts out right. She gives me this adorable little frown, and I slide out of bed, shivering. I notice my cock doesn't seem to give a damn that the room is cold as ice, as it's still hard as a rock. I push logs into the stove and use the bellows until I'm sure the wood is caught. Then I shut the stove door and dive back under the covers. I'm pressing up against M, trying to tease her with my cold skin. Warm me up, woman. Hmm you feel pretty hot to me. Now can I go back to what I was doing? I have a better idea. I turn her so she's facing the fire on her side and slide right into her warm pussy from behind. She lifts her leg over mine and sighs with satisfaction. That feels so good. I don't want to get out of this bed now. You don't have to until you're ready for breakfast and then we should brave the walk to headquarters. For now, let me love you. She sighs again and leans her head back for a kiss. We fuck slowly. Neither of us in a hurry for it to end, but finally I'm ready to burst and M is making these jerky little movements and breathless pants. I reach around her to flick her clit. I can't hold back the smile of satisfaction as she comes apart in my arms. That is until her pussy clamps down and sends me spiraling over the edge. Fuck Em My cum pulses into her in long spurts. More, Cole. Give me more. She's greedy for my cum, and it brings out the caveman in me. I press harder into her, my balls finding some reserve supply of cum somewhere that my cock happily shoots into her. I nip her shoulder lightly, and the combination sends her quaking into another climax. When we both come back to Earth, I whisper in her ear, I'm betting a year's worth of orgasms you're pregnant already. We'll get a test when we go into the city to get your stuff. Em rolls her eyes at me. How is that a bet? We're giving each other a year's worth of orgasms before the week is out whether or not I'm pregnant. True, but we're still buying the test. And I kiss her with everything I'm worth. I'm so damn lucky she fell into the lake and then straight into my arms. Epilogue Emma Five months later God, it's so gorgeous here. The sun is warm on my face, and the air has that autumn Christmas that makes you want to stop and breathe deep. The few deciduous trees on the edge of the woodland have turned this magnificent pure gold that positively glows in the light. I consider walking over to pick some of the wild flowers for a bouquet to put on the dining table, but then I weigh that against Cole yelling, again, and sit tight. But I can't hold back the pout which makes Chloe laugh. She'd better get it out while she can. She's only two months along, and Evan hasn't escalated from mildly overprotective to the full deal. Cole did get me pregnant that first weekend, something he's annoyingly proud of, and doesn't hesitate to tell total strangers much to my dismay. Eventually, I figured out that he really enjoys making me blush. To be fair, I know he's not doing it to be mean. It turns him on every single time, and we end up disappearing into our cabin in record time for a repeat performance of our first night together. Now both Chloe and I have been relegated to chairs on the new deck outside the cabin, under strict threats if we go anywhere but the bathroom, without someone to make sure we don't fall or lift anything heavy. It's sweet and annoying, and it's not because we're women either. Poor Mac, the former medic, isn't allowed to leave the property until these babies are delivered. We're planning on going into the hospital, of course. But Cole is worried there will be a snowstorm, or trees will blow across the trail or some other mountain disaster. So Mac is stuck as the delivery backup. But honestly, he doesn't seem to mind that much. Especially now that Tessa is staying with him. Chloe and I have made popcorn more than once while we watched their relationship blossom. One of the guys, I think his name is Finn, stops in front of me for a glass of iced tea. I cheerfully pour it for him. He puts the glass down with a shy smile and heads back up on the roof. The entire team of former SEALs, plus some extra guys they knew from the military, are finishing up our cabin renovations it's more like an entire house that's been added on to the original cabin because now there's a master bedroom with its own wood stove a nursery and a guest bedroom the old part of the cabin has been renovated to make an open plan kitchen living room and there's finally going to be electricity and hot water the solar panels are in behind the house and as soon as the construction is finished everything will be hooked up i'm glad because as much as i've enjoyed the roughing it aspect of living here this summer I know that babies and their things need a lot of washing. Cole didn't hesitate as soon as we knew Junior was coming to get started on the work. I think he knew I wasn't always going to wait for him to lift the hot water off the stove. The work would go even faster if he let me and Chloe do more than hand out water and ogle all the hot guys. Okay, he doesn't really know about that last part, but I think he should assume it when you have 20 seals wandering around without their shirts on. Just because I'm five months pregnant doesn't mean my eyes don't work. He's still the only one I want to cuddle with, though. The End You have been listening to Cole, Book 1 of the Mountain Men of Seal Force Delta Tango by Olivia Sinclair.
0: Welcome back! Welcome back, lady listeners! Thank you so much to Olivia Sinclair for bringing us Cole this week and letting us play it on the podcast. We loved having you with us. Um, up next, we have, let's see. Next week, we have Alyssa Turner with a book called Get Further, which she gave us the audiobook for this one. So I'm super excited to play it. I always love when authors give us the audiobooks, not only because we don't have to produce it and it's a lot like less work, I guess, when it comes to that, but I always enjoy hearing it from like, I guess from their voice. Or yeah. from, like, what they sort of perceived, like, their audio to be. Because, you know, we kind of take on that responsibility when we create an audiobook for the author. But, you know, hearing it from them, it's great. It's like I've just, like, downloaded and this is a audiobook.
1: menage. Oh, so ready. I love it. We haven't had a menage in a while. No.
0: It's been a hot minute. So this one should be hot. I'm excited. All
1: right. So tell it. them what to do.
0: Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick.
1: Bye, guys.
0: Bye.